Moon Podcast Escalation! Hello, everyone. My name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week and watch an episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime and talk about why it is that we love it so much. Quick check. Did we all watch it this week? Yes. And yes. Okay, I also watched it, so we are good to go. Thumbs up. Everybody, it's back to school season. So what, what I need you to do is open up that empty three ring binder you bought for math class. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I'm getting to it. I don't a couple, worry. A couple episodes ago it was almost Halloween. School started by then. It's well, it's let me get to the bit. All right. All right do the bit. Open up that three ring binder you bought for math class because we've got plenty of filler to put in there. No. Yeah, it was a bit of a reach now that I've said it out loud. Yeah, wasn't that, was, it? that wasn't really a bit, even. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be watching episode 152 of Sailor Moon Supers, which is called Flames of Passion, Mars's Raging Super Attack. It's a Mars Spotlight episode, which does not make it inherently bad, but it is, in fact, a bad episode. I'm not ready to let go how bad your joke was. I... <laughs> <laughs> the people up, uh i love buying like notebooks like i love notebooks okay whether they're like fancy ones like field notes and moleskins or like just going to the store back to the school time and buying notebooks i have a five star uh hybrid note binder okay that i'm very excited about and i was looking at uh filler paper at target literally yesterday and going yeah it's like this show <laughs> it's literally called filler paper <laughs> yeah it's called filler paper oh Okay. Look, it was bad. We don't have to dwell on it. We only have to dwell on it when you do bad. <laughs> oh, is that how it works? That is how it works. Oh, all right. It was bad. Yeah. Betty fell on his back. Betty, welcome to the show. How are you? Good. I'm doing well. And I'm really excited to talk about another Mars episode with y'all. Now, is this why you requested? No, you didn't request these. You were given them right I didn't request right any right. of these. I never request any of these. You guys just assigned them to me. You, you, it's well, you, look you you are yeah, I was gonna say you sound aggrieved about that, that. <laughs> <laughs> look usually usually you guys uh summon me when you guys need a last minute oh. guess and then other times you guys will just be like oh we're watching this episode um i guess I, and i think there was one time that i did request an episode or two episodes and they were already requested oh. I, I don't even remember what they were listen your presence makes it a classic you elevate these boring boring filler episodes yeah well thanks <laughs> so real quick since you're on the subject i asked this of matt wilson uh on my other podcast war rocket ajax what are your favorite school supplies to buy or what were your favorite school supplies to buy? we're all adults now i just like buying notebooks jordan what was yours what did you look forward to getting at back to school time i don't <sighs> Like, what age are we talking about? Any age? I don't know. Like, school. <laughs> school age. School years old. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember liking school supplies. 
you didn't like getting like a new pack of pencils or like a like a fresh eraser. I mean, I always thought mechanical pencils were cooler than regular pencils. So I guess those. did you get excited about them though? No, man, no. What kind of life did you lead where there was no magic? Uh, well, first of all, a normal one like everyone leads. Uh-huh. Second of all, <laughs> there are lots of things to get excited about, like comic books and you know toys and stuff. You did, you did not spend eight hours of your day around comic books when you were a child. How you old did of a child? An How old of a child? I I probably 14. did because I probably brought them to school with me. Bad student. Bad student. Oh, you mean Usagi student? Also, um, I remember a, a couple issues of What the that I literally destroyed by folding them up and putting them in my pockets multiple days because uh, I wanted to bring them with me to to show them to everybody. There was a uh, camp called camp greenville for the gifted and talented students Mm -hmm. uh which not to brag uh (laughs) not to brag i did well enough in school okay all right Uh, but i remember taking the mark of kane saga kane is the third spider-man clone oh yeah who can stick his hand to your face and use his spider powers to pull your face off and he's got he's got a weird scar face yeah Uh, i took those with me and like read them over and over while i was at camp greenville for three days before it got cut short due to inclement weather. Betty, what was your favorite school supply? I, I, so I love school supplies and I, I find myself like really missing, like having to go buy all that stuff, especially when I go to like target or whatever. Um, but my favorites are like colorful pens. I love like really cool pens and I love like a really good notebook with like nice pages. So like, I'll usually like nowadays I'll get like moleskins, but I think like, Back when I was school years old, I would choose notebooks based on what was on the covers, like the decorations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the patterns. Yeah. So, like, uh, usually pens and and nice notebooks, um, cute erasers, pencil cases. I liked really nice pencil cases. Did you ever have any Sailor Moon notebooks? Because I don't remember. Surely those existed yeah, in the early yeah, they abso- 90s. They absolutely did. Yeah, like uh, when when Sailor Moon first aired they definitely had like a lot of school supplies. I had like, uh, I had this one Sailor Moon pen that like had like, it was like so nineties where it was just like, had like these ridges for like grips so that you could grip it better. Mm. And, um, and it was like my favorite ballpoint pen because it just ran really smoothly. Then like people were like, Oh, is that Sailor Moon? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, they had Sailor Moon pens. I think they had like, whole like you know like little like in the 90s and 80s they used to have those like sets where it'd be like a little small pencil case um one pencil a pencil uh you know sharpener and an eraser and i feel like they definitely had that for sailor moon because i vaguely remember seeing that i have a memory of buying like uh buying multiple times when i was young like uh what do you call it like um like an organizer like a schedule organizer kind of thing Oh yeah, and being like, like uh, oh yeah, I'm totally gonna use this, and then never fucking use it. Like a date book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I was I was garbage at using those all like when I was growing up, but now like I live on written schedules. Like in the time of, like of, that we all use our smartphones for schedules. I I love writing all my plans down. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I literally have a wooden crate of unused notebooks. Yeah. It's like, it's, I don't want to say addiction because I don't want to make light of anything, but I do just buy them 
constantly and I have I have friends who like just stock up on moleskins and field notes and especially field notes like that's like a collectible thing especially for people who like love notebooks yeah because field notes has the subscription oh do you do do that (laughs) I used to before I was married (laughs) before I was married and I had someone else in the house going don't spend a hundred dollars a year on notebooks you're never going to use I like that that was a compromising point between you two where you (laughs) where you were buying too many small notebooks to put in your pocket I love them so we should probably talk about Sailor Moon now, I oh. guess, since that's nominally what people are here for. Uh, Betty, have you had any recent Sailor Moon developments in your life? It's actually been a little bit since we recorded wait, the last episode. Wait, we didn't do these two back to back. Wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm so sorry to interrupt. But I just had a, like a memory, like a revelation <laughs> that I actually did have Sailor Moon folders in high school. Are you just trying to? Are you just trying to fit in? No, no. I just occurred to me. Did you get peer pressured into this? Jordan? I mean, again, I didn't use it for real school stuff. I used it to like put like drawings in and stuff. But, uh, but I did have Sailor Moon notebooks. Uh, not notebooks. Uh, uh, folders. Folders. Well, there you yeah. go. They were cool. What was on them? Um, the the one I remember well was uh, kind of like the you know where she's got the wand and she's doing like the up view of it, like she's holding it up and it's got like very forced perspe- perspective. And the ones like glowing, like like in like in uh, Crystal Clear Destiny. Um, no, no, no. With everybody gathered around her. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I mean, I think I know the image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one I could remember. Uh, did you have one with Rini on it that you like stabbed the eyes out no, of or something? No, thankfully. <laughs> oh my god, child. I wasn't that much of a child, but yeah, I did hate her. Uh, it's very true. Oh, you know what? I had I another thing I had that I loved. I had this one binder that had like these little windows that I could put stickers and like um, cards and like images and just slide them in. It was like kind of like a photo album on the outside that I could put a bunch of like scrapbook stuff in it. And I remember I totally had like a bunch of like anime, like stickers and stuff that I would just like swap out depending on how I was feeling in all the little windows. So that was kind of like my Ida bag, but like an anime notebook, you know, I found both of the, the, the folders images uh that i i had one of them was the image that's on the cover of the uh the rpg oh that's pretty cool that's iconic betty yes it's been a little bit since we've recorded the last episode we did not do these two back to back uh like we usually do so do you have any sailor moon developments in your life i imagine you did you go to flamecon this past weekend i i meant i was supposed to but then i had a dog sit last minute which is honestly totally fine. I, I just came back from uh, Boston Comic-Con two weekends ago now. And I was like, I, I think I needed like a little breather to just kind of be by the beach and watch a dog and not talk to anyone else. Oh, so, um, but I did, I did really want to go to FlameCon. Um, I went last year and it was a really, really cool, like chill environment. A lot of people who love Sailor Moon um, and love like Magical Girl anime, like, they that's that's their realm it's pretty boss it was it was a really really fun show but i and i know that they it just keeps growing every year and i had a bunch of friends who were tabling and um it seemed like a really really cool show this year and i can't wait to see it hopefully next year why does sailor moon have such a big appeal to the lgbt community there was actually a panel about that (laughs) at this year's flame con that uh, a friend of mine was on yeah so she would maybe be a good guest to come talk about that (laughs) i think good idea 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I really did want to go to Flame Con, but I, I couldn't. But in kind of Sailor Moon related news in my personal life, on Friday, the new Ariana Grande um, CD came out and it's really, really good. And the reason why I relate to this to uh, Sailor Moon is that, in my humble opinion, I think that Ariana Grande would be the perfect Sailor Venus if they were to make a live action Sailor Moon movie, I guess in the States where they'd probably have to make them all different races. <laughs> but I totally think that Ariana Grande would be, because she's kind of like Sailor V in real life in a lot of ways. Uh, as a fan of Ariana Grande's work on the television series Sam and Cat, I, I do agree. Like, yeah, I think she yeah. would actually be a very good Minako. And she's just really funny too. And I feel like she would actually be a really good Sailor Venus. <laughs> I'm googling her so I would know what she looks like because I can't even picture. She her. just oh. she just kind of looks like a magical girl, like but in real life, like she she's just kind of like the small, cute pop star who like like she looks like an anime character. She's just like really pretty. And she like looks. Yeah. She has the hair. She has like long ass hair. Yeah, yeah. I think she could look. She could going entirely by <laughs> looks, and that's all I know about her. Uh, she looks like she'd be a perfectly she, good. Uh, she, Venus. yeah. She she also has really good acting chops. Where she's like she's like really funny and bubbly and and like silly. I feel like she would have a ball being Sailor Venus. But that's kind of my very very loosely adjacent Sailor Moon related news in my life. How about you guys? That's, I mean, look, I do this show every week, so. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah. we do have one bit of Sailor Business news. Do we? Um, yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, we found out the, this might be, I hope this is what you're thinking of. We found out the release date for the S and Supers movies, or at least the S movie, right? The S movie. Yeah. Let's see. I'm trying to find that information. Uh, I found it in like 30 seconds. It's October 2nd. Excellent. Excellent. Sailor oh. Moon S, the movie, will be coming to Blu-ray on October 2nd. It's available to pre-order from online retailers now. Uh, so if you were wondering when we were going to get around to watching Sailor Moon S, the movie, in high definition, uh, I would say look for it around uh, probably mid-October. We'll get to it, right? Yeah, yeah, somewhere right around there. Because we, we got to have the time to watch it and all, but yeah. But that should be, I'm really looking forward to those. I like With as much as I loved the R movie... I'm really looking forward to seeing the S and Supers movies. Do we have anybody booked for this? No. <gasps> oh, we God. don't book. We don't book people for those episodes because we don't know when we're going to do them. So that makes sense. Yeah. So send a flood of emails to Chris right now. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> uh, also, just so everybody knows, uh, quick pin update: the pins are not yet available. Uh, we're going to be getting the design from Katie by the end of the month. Uh, and then we're actually going to be getting a quote pretty quickly after we get the designs and then they'll be in production. That should not take too terribly long, but we're probably looking at the next couple months. We will let you know when they're out. Uh, if you specifically just want to pledge to get the new pins, you can you can pledge now and make sure to send me a note and I'll just put you down on the spreadsheet for you get a pin whenever we get them. But uh, if you, for whatever reason, do not want to keep that $15 pledge going indefinitely, which, no kidding, we would appreciate. <laughs> uh, then I would say hold off a little bit just to make things a little bit easier on me uh, and Jake going forward. Right now, you can still get the Tennis Ball Sailor Moon pin. The Tennis Ball Sailor Moon pin is not going anywhere. We've got plenty of them uh, for people who want them. 
So uh, we will tell you when the new ones are out. Excellent. And with that, I think we're ready to get into the episode. We sure are. We are watching episode 152 of Sailor Moon Supers, which is called Flames of Passion, Mars's Raging Super Attack. Jordan. Yes. Surely one of these episodes has to make it through without being retitled. Um, try again next season. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. People have asked about this. Next season, when there are no Deke or Cloverway titles for each episode, we're going to make them up. Oh, yeah, definitely. We're going to give the episodes their dub titles. Absolutely. Which um, I think is actually going to be pretty fun after fucking four years of this. And it's going to make naming the episodes of our podcast a lot easier. <laughs> I think so. Uh, so what do, you, what do you got for me? You got a hint? <sighs> this one sucks, man. <laughs> so, okay. There's a character in this episode called Nanako. Yes. This is something that she seems not to have, but later we find out she does have what oh a dream she has a dream okay yes but let's get a little bit more specific a beautiful dream but what is it about the dreams that she seems to have at the beginning that is wrong unattainable i guess Uh, no not not quite in that direction um okay well what's her whole gimmick what's her whole gimmick she's a little sailor mars (laughs) right so she doesn't have Sailor Chibi Mars makes the scene. No, that, that, how does, she doesn't have Sailor Chibi Mars make the scene? That doesn't make any sense. I was giving you a blank to fill in. She doesn't have, all she wants to do is what Sailor Mars does, because she doesn't have a dream of her own. Very close. Dreams of her own, yes. Uh, yeah. I count that as a victory for yeah, me. I, yeah, we got So, you. yes, uh, this episode was written by Megumi Sugihara. Uh, it was directed by Harume Kosaka, and the animation director was Ikuko Ito. It originally aired on November 11th, 1995. And Jordan. Yes. If it's November 11th. Right. It's almost Christmas. <laughs> no, there's a whole holiday in between. <laughs> you, know I, you know I have no truck with Thanksgiving. I do not. I do not believe in it. <laughs> I do not. It is. It is. It is the Christmas rehearsal. It's awesome. I look. I know people like Thanksgiving. I would never take it away from them. But for me, like it is. It is okay. It's my birthday, and then on August thirteenth is Halloween, and then on November first thir- it's Christmas. That is how it works. Christmas <sighs> lasts until, of course, January sixth, and then it's just nothing for, for eight months. <laughs> That's insane i don't see why you're just in denial of so many wonderful holidays look look thanksgiving's fine it's actually my sister's favorite holiday is thanksgiving and I, like she told me that and i was like okay but you know about christmas right <laughs> like there's a tree see, my wife santa i really like thanksgiving my wife hates thanksgiving because her birthday is november 23rd and so thanksgiving interferes with her birthday a lot i f- that actually might be worse than having like a christmas birthday yeah, it's kind of because then, like you, you would still get like the presents and everything, but then it's like I bet you like turkey. <laughs> Betty, any thoughts? I, you're, you're the tie-breaking vote on Christmas versus Thanksgiving right now. I think I might like Thanksgiving more. I okay. Here's the thing: I love Christmas in terms of like kish 
and like you know like I think I think a lot of a lot of Christmas is good and I love the pop culture around Christmas but my last couple of things like Christmases feel like they've been cursed so I feel like it's a personal thing 100 percent I totally get why people get so hype on Christmas but um I don't know I think I I think like my favorite holiday is Halloween and then I like Thanksgiving and then I like Valentine's Day then Christmas wow yeah wow and I know I know that Christmas is your thing Chris but like I I think like I I get more excited about the lead up to Christmas than actual Christmas itself like I love that month of like oh like we're getting cozy and like Christmas is coming up and like I love buying presents and stuff but I but I feel like the day of Christmas I kind of get like you know I mean as if this is an original concept but like I get I just get a little like sad and forlorn <laughs> oh Betty of all the Betty felons in the world you're the Charlie Browniest wow Gosh. But, I, like yeah I say Christmas number one okay with a with a candy cane bullet uh, I say okay. Halloween's a strong number two. Even though I don't like scary movies, I love Halloween stuff. Yeah. Have you ever watched Halloween? The 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 movie? Yeah. No, no, no it's scary. like the day. <laughs> right. I know it's scary. I thought maybe you'd make an exception because you like Halloween, but okay. No, go I ahead. have I have seen Halloween Town, the oh, Disney Channel yeah. original film. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that uh Walt Disney World does a big thing called the not so scary Halloween every year? You should go to that. I would love that. It's, I know you would. I, I every time I've gone to Disneyland, it's always been during like when they start turning the whole park into Halloween, and it's like that's the only time I've experienced Disney anything like a Disney park. So I only know it in its Halloween mode, and it's like my favorite thing in the world. That sounds amazing. Yeah. So, so for me, Christmas, Halloween. I love Valentine's Day. Yeah. I even really? loved Valentine's Day when I was single. Yeah, me and I too. Knew, like, I knew so many people were like, I don't like Valentine's Day because yeah, I'm I, single. And I was like, do you hate the concept of romantic love? <laughs> also, it's just fun to like, I don't know, like, I mean, back when I was like young, like a kid and when I was a teenager and like single, I loved like giving out like Valentine's and like candy to all my friends. And like, I don't know. Also, I just lo- love like the pink and like red of all of it. It's just, it's fun. I don't know. It feels also like a very like 60s, 70s holiday for some reason to me. Like it feels like really retro. The reason I'm surprised that you like Valentine's Day, Chris, is not because of some question of your character. It's because a moment ago you said that the entire first half of the year was a wasteland of holidays. (laughs) I mean, look, comparatively speaking, like our, like, Christmas is the engine that drives our economy. Jordan. Oh, Jesus Christ. I like Christmas uh, a lot. I really, really, really do. The problem being that like, there's a lot of conflicting what Christmas is, is. And the Christmas I love is basically like pure distilled, a Christmas carol and no religion at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But wait, 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 wait. Yes, wait. I'm talking about the story that says God blesses everyone, but that's like as as religious as it gets. God blesses <laughs> everyone. No, I, like, I'm genuinely surprised you like the story with the three ghosts. Oh, I love it. It's amazing. No, it's no, one of the Jordan, best stories ever written. Yes, I am aware. <laughs> I'm just surprised it's, you like it that much. Fictional. Like, I, you could like a thing and <laughs> acknowledge that's not real. Sailor Moon, also not real. I like it a lot. <laughs> Wait, okay. So, first of all, I I know that you don't believe in, like, 
magic, but do you also not believe in ghosts? I do not believe in ghosts. Okay, that's fair. Also, it's funny because, Chris, you like that uh, Christmas movie, right? <laughs> Which one? I, uh, Christmas Carol. Okay. I mean, Christmas Carol or Christmas Story? Which one, are, I do like which one is the one with the ghosts? The one with the ghost is Christmas Carol. Yeah. And there's like a million versions of it, but yes. Yes. That's kind of scary. I mean, it's... It's... Mm, <laughs> not, I don't think it's that scary. Unless, you know, being confronted with the mistakes of your past is scary, which is the fear that I live with literally every day and I'm in therapy for. Yeah, fair enough. And that you might die alone. I'm good, I'm married. <laughs> Alright, so then you're set. It's not scary anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, Sailor Moon... <laughs> Oh, what's that now? Yes, right. Yeah, there's nothing happening in this episode. Did you play the, did you play the song cue? I forget. I played the song okay, cue. It's, I just forgot. <laughs> yeah, so this episode, nothing happens. There's a little girl who becomes a shrine okay, maiden. Well, don't, okay, there just, is don't, just, don't just tell it in one minute. Like, we should really do it properly. Okay, so there, there actually is something that happens that's weird as shit. Uh, that we will get to. Okay. We start off with uh, Los Dos Usagis looking at wedding dresses. I like that you saw this. This episode also has some interesting fashions. You're going to have lots to talk about Fashion Corner. That's true. Starting with uh, Usagi's it, well, peach shirt. It, well, it's, it's November, so everybody's in their kind of like late fall, early winter fashion. Oh, okay. So we're kind of getting all new models and designs. Um, starting with Usagi's P shirt, which, what do you think the P stands for? Uh, Pretty. Precious. Oh, I mean, pretty makes the most sense since she is a pretty guardian. Well, it stands for pretty soldier sailor moon, yes, probably. <laughs> pretty guardian. But yeah, it definitely was like, like it gave me like Jughead thoughts of like, what she's just wearing a, a shirt that says P and it means nothing. Okay. Uh, note to Jake, it gave me Jughead thoughts is a very good title. <laughs> oh, I always get Jughead thoughts. <laughs> uh, yeah, but like, I like it. It's like orange and like a like a maroon and it's got suspenders and this pair of, of like Bermuda shorts. It's like, a, like it's a good look. Mm -hmm. She's also wearing bows in her Odongos, which she doesn't usually do. And they match her, her shirt. Yep. Yeah, it's a good outfit. Are those shorts or is it a skirt? I can't tell. It could be a skirt. Oh, it's a skirt. It could be. It could be a skirt. It's it's of the time. So, <laughs> so the Usagis are looking at wedding rings, and then they decide that it's time to go buy some manga and some magazines. And Usagi says that girls dream about being a cover model, and then Chibiusa tugs on her shorts slash skirt, and shows her a magazine which has. 15 it's apparently it's a magazine about cool 15 year old girls it's called boys <laughs> press wow which is first of all weird second of all kind of a brilliant idea <laughs> like here's a cool girl in your neighborhood <laughs> uh, this is a magazine that is on sale commercially and according to the subtitles the caption is this month's pretty young lady ray hino 15 mystic shrine maiden that's yeah. weird right yeah it's like yeah. a, yeah, that's this, weird and creepy. Yeah, the, well, it's not as weird and creepy as it will get later. <sighs> also, like, hang on. Are you telling me Ray's on the cover of a magazine and they don't know about it but until the magazine comes out? And they don't know. That's crazy, Tug. <laughs> yeah, she would be telling, she, it would be, there would be a sign <laughs> That she is carrying around that says, I am on the cover of this week's it issue of Boys Press. And she would like just casually be in the fruit parlor 
with this giant sign on a pole being like, oh, this? As seen on Boys Press. It like like I think the whole photo shoot would have been its own episode. Sure. You know? Like that would have been a whole thing, which would which would probably have been more interesting. <laughs> you're, you're right. <laughs> uh so we go to the shrine. The shrine is doing brisk business. Oh, hang on. I forgot to, I'm sorry. I, I forgot about I, a long time ago. I wanted to, I wrote down the list of occupations that Yusagi wants to have when she grows up. Okay. I think that's interesting. Stewardess, kindergarten teacher, actress, fashion model. Aren't these all things that she's used the Luna pen for? Yeah, I think you're right. She has been, she has transformed into a, a flight attendant. Who was concerned with everyone's safety? Yeah, definitely. She was. A, she was a kindergarten teacher. Wheels on the bus. She was definitely a model. Was she an actress? She well, she was a photographer on the cruise ship episode, and then she was. What was she in the the jazz man episode? She was like, turn uh, me into a, a cool jazz musician fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's my question: Do you think she has even a remote shot at any of these jobs? I mean, no. She's going to be very busy being the god queen of the universe. <laughs> that aside, um, I mean, like look if she applied herself could she be one of these things yes certainly no okay but let's i uh, know i know i know but, I'm, but assuming not a huge change in her in her complete attitude and demeanor like well, i yeah, can't like, see her being an actress i could uh, i can't i could see her i could see her doing uh kindergarten stuff like i could see her being a preschool teacher honestly she she'd be kind of a mess but i mean i think it's very easy to see her as a teacher because what is haruna if not a grown-up Sailor Moon who applied herself. Yeah. Sure. And especially kindergarten, because you don't have to know anything like of the real subject. <laughs> You're just kind of babysitting a bunch of, like, 30 children. Hey, um, you know I get the emails from kindergarten <laughs> teachers. Okay, right? kindergarten teachers. I, 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 what I meant was she doesn't have to know all the subjects she's failing in school currently. Yes. Those things are not things she'll have to teach. We're That's pretty what sure Soggy knows her colors and shapes. Yes, yes, yes. Look, look, kindergarten teachers... Thank you for your service. Yes, absolutely. Somebody's got to teach children because they are, as we all know, dumb. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Again, you can tweet it, Jordan. <laughs> I can <get> <laughs> uh, So Hikawa Shrine is doing a brisk business selling love charms from this month's pretty young lady. Speaking of sellouts. <laughs> that was off mic. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. That was off mic. Uh, well, anyway, speaking of sellouts. <laughs> yeah, speaking of sellouts. And uh, my favorite part about this is that Usagi, the two Usagis, the two Sagis. Oh. Um, oh. Um, love it. Love it. Are looking around a corner and then the other three scouts slide into frame and Mina goes, the power of magazines, which is how you can tell this episode is from a very long time ago. <laughs> very true. Do you want to talk about fashion first, or this, do you want to talk the about the modern fashion? version of this episode? Is like Ray becomes a Twitch streamer. <laughs> oh my god, is that true? Although, what should, would she be streaming? I don't know, uh, video games. Right, but like that wouldn't lead to people coming to her temple. <laughs> you know, you know what? I could see her oh, doing tutorials, like of how to do shrine maiden stuff, like magic stuff, and then I could also see her doing like ASMR. Oh yeah, Ray's ASMR would be really great until she like snaps and screams at oh, you to totally. go to sleep. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, let's talk about these outfits really quick. Uh, ben, okay. you want to walk through them? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, let's start with Ami, who first of all has a great. She's coordinated her outfit to her hair color, which is nice. Okay, 
obviously, the big news with Ami is that she's committed to being an artist from last episode. <laughs> but she's got that beret. She's got a beret on. And kind of a smock. It's a I don't think I don't think her I don't like her dress. I like the dress. I think it's very cute. Mostly I don't like the collar being like a weird frilly collar, and I don't like that her sleeves are poofy. I think the color is really cute. I think Ami's outfit's really cute. Betty, thoughts? I, I love her outfit. It's like, I, I, I just like that like retro, like mod type like thing, you know? Uh, Minako, like Usagi, has coordinated her outfit to her hair bow. She's wearing like a red cardigan over this like really, really roughly collar and roughly sleeve blouse, which is not great, but she's got these, the, the shorts that she's wearing. She's wearing like, these big poofy plaid poofy plaid shorts yeah that's weird you would call them bloomers ah there you go yeah uh i think it really brings the outfit together actually yeah i mean i'm i'm not usually into wearing orange which which sucks because like i love sailor venus but that's the one thing that i really don't care for and halloween yeah and i love halloween i like i like pumpkins but you don't want to dress like a pumpkin. I, I don't want to wear orange. I feel like it's a real nerd color. <laughs> what? <laughs> I just, that was a surprising turn there. Yeah. Okay, look. Okay. I just feel like a lot of nerds get really hyped about orange. And I feel like you can really match orange only with like pumpkin colors. So green or brown. And I feel like that just looks like not great on most people but i do really like when orange is paired with like a bright pink like very 60s or when it's paired with red like how minako did here interesting but if i do really love her the top half i think i would totally wear that but i don't want i don't want the bloomers but i do like them on her because they suit her i am not doubting you because you have been involved in sort of nerdy sartorial circles uh for the entire time that i've known you in a way that i am absolutely not but I find it delightful to imagine nerds getting hype about the color orange because I have not experienced that, and it is hilarious. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm trying to imagine that. I'm not really seeing it, but I, I believe you. I I guess it's more of like um like I don't really see people enthusiastically buying orange items unless they like really like Dragon Ball or they really like Naruto. <laughs> you know okay wow you're right yep okay like 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 literally like if you go to convention you see someone wearing orange chances are it's like some kind of dragon ball shirt like not a cosplay but a dragon ball themed thing or it's a naruto themed thing and and it's fine like i i think it looks fine on them but i'm just like like i've seen like a lot of people who are like like if they choose a color like a color of a hat that's available at a convention or something they just tend to gravitate towards orange and it's a very certain type of person. And I just find it to be someone who's really hyped about other things. I don't really care as much for. I do like dragon ball, but I'm never going to wear orange. My favorite hat is uh, blue and orange. It's a Durham bulls baseball cap. You know what? I also think a big part of it has to do with that. Orange was like the major school color of my school. Uh, so okay. I feel, I feel like maybe I relate it to people who are like a little too hype about school. <laughs> There's the secret origin of oranges for nerds. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'd walk by and be like, uh, you guys are nerds. If if Betty sees somebody wearing orange, she's going to slap the books out of their hands. Yeah. I'm as I'm like walking around my Sailor Moon shit. I think the real winner here, hands down, is Makoto. Oh, by far. She looks. I love this look because she's basically casual cosplaying Sailor Jupiter. Yeah, it's great. 
I I love it because it feels like yeah, it totally feels like a Disney bound outfit. Like you know, like when people uh, coordinate like a normal fashion outfit to be the same colors as like a Disney princess. And they go to the Disney parks and take photos. Um, so they'll just take like modern fashion and like coordinate a cute outfit. That's like, you know, looks like Rapunzel from Tangled or something. So it feels like Jupiter is our, our Makoto was actually wearing like a Disney bound or a Sailor Moon bound of her own costume. But also she's doing like an awesome little like Annie Hall outfit. It's it's great. Yeah, she's got on a like green and white pinstriped like uh like dress shirt with a white collar and white cuffs and then a pink tie, like necktie, underneath a pale green uh sleeveless cropped sweater. Uh, sweater vest, yeah, with its cropped. And then she's got like a navy blue skirt and like tall socks. It's a really good look. I really like it. Yeah, it's actually a lot like uh a, an outfit from Clueless. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yes. Uh, and there's a there's some really good shots of Makoto reading over Ami's shoulder where uh, like a lot of good outfits are on display. Ray is dressed as a shrine maiden. So, so we should know <laughs> what that looks like at this point. Uh, I do like that Ray. I, I know we, we made the jokes, but I kind of love that Ray is like, oh, yeah, someone came and did a story about me. And she's like kind of blushing and like laughing behind her hand like she has clearly planned this moment. <laughs> sure sure that's true that is true i will say um all of the most of the ray gifs i use are specifically from this episode uh i realized oh. when i was watching it because like she does that hand where she's like oh i don't know why they'd want to interview me and she looks like very like bashful but like very showy and then she has all the little sparkles where she's like you know waving and stuff i i use those gifs all the time whenever people compliment me so <laughs> um i and so the scouts come over and they call ray out on her bullshit the story that has made her super popular is that uh this temple has these incredibly uh popular uh love charms that she sells and they're like i don't remember them being selling well and she's like well they sell well now and they're like also i didn't chad sell those except they don't say chad they yeah, say you <laughs> Yurichiro sell those and she's like yeah well now i sell them haha <laughs> and it's like okay so in other words everything that was in there was bullshit <laughs> well but i also like that she immediately talks about why she's doing it and it's it is reino capitalist because <laughs> yep. she's like yeah uh our love charms are popular now they're gonna get even more popular and as she's talking She's imagining the shrine and then turning into a larger shrine and then literally turning into a solid gold pagoda. Yeah. Which is yeah. great. Uh, and then she's going to get a record deal. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah. The, look, this episode, not a lot happens, but the, the first like 10 minutes or five minutes of this episode are pretty solid. The... Uh, yes, and they, 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 there's some fun animation in this episode too. I do like. It. Yeah, the, I I do want to say the animation and like character models in this episode are really really good. So funny. Uh, so Ray is going to conquer the world, essentially. Oh, is this where she talks about her dream, her 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 plan of what to become? <laughs> yes, her beautiful dream. So tell tell us about it. Uh, my dream is to become a cosmopolitan career woman and international success. Hey, Chris. 
What's the image that goes along with her becoming an international success? I would love to tell you, Jordan. Uh, She is in a swimsuit with a sash that I'm guessing says international success. It is unfortunately not translated. She is also wearing an ermine cape and the crown of the of the United Kingdom. (laughs) Like like Queen Elizabeth's crown Uh, and also holding a trophy. What on earth is this? She got it's... first she got first place for Queen. Okay. Yeah. It's great. I love it. It's it like this episode. We had a lot of people who didn't like how much we didn't like Ray in the early show. And I I still stand by the fact that the show did not write her well. Like it the show did not make her a, a very good character. This is a choice Ray episode because Ray is just going wild. Oh, she's completely out of control. And uh, but but it's funny you mentioned that because it also does harken immediately back to the Ray versus Usagi dynamic. They literally get to even have a a tongue battle like they are traditionally have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Ray says, I have a comeliness that you don't have, Usagi. It's <laughs> be tough for her to know that Usagi is in fact going to be done <laughs> with the universe. <laughs> so while Usagi and Rei are are beating each other up, the other scouts uh just kind of leaving and sort of taking Chibi away and going, let's go do something better. And they run into this uh little weirdo. <laughs> this oh this humanoid so, bee? Here's the thing. When I saw <laughs> this girl this this uh this weird internet deviant art drawing of a character from B yeah. movie is that when, when I about? saw this character I went oh uh, okay so that's one of the Amazonist quartet in disguise right like that's the only explanation for how ridiculous and weird she looks right yeah she certainly has the look of a villain <laughs> no in a very specific way no she's just a a a, a weirdo girl who literally has stars in her eyes literally. For the entire episode. I love that she literally has stars in her eyes. That's actually <laughs> so good. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of coming around on this episode going okay. through it a second time. Uh, but yeah, this is Nanako. Uh, she saw the magazine and wants to wants to become Ray's protege, basically. Uh, she is super weird looking and you should go look at her in this episode because I find her impossible to describe like in the way that like the angles in Cthulhu's a city of Rilia are hard to describe. <laughs> she Her is looks are governed by a strange geometry. Yeah, yes. she is. She is made of strange geometry. <laughs> uh, so yeah, she's going to become little Ray, Chibi Ray. We'll see. So meanwhile, uh, oh, I can't remember her stupid name. <laughs> Hanako. Uh, no, no, the bad guy here. Um, Madame Zaconia. Yeah. Madame Zaconia is talking to Nehalani again, just chatting. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're on it. We're doing this. Don't worry about it. Cool. And she gets another uh, picture. And this time, guess what? It's Nanako. Are you shocked? Yeah, we actually see uh, Zircon taking a picture. Oh, did we see him taking the picture first? Yeah, we we see him. Oh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> we see the eyeball <laughs> snapping a picture. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So yeah, this is this target. So here comes the Amazonas Quartet trapezing into <laughs> the meeting room. You know, and again, just like I was trying to be a little bit fair to the Amazon Trio, I'm, I got to try to be a little bit fair to the Amazonas Quartet. The leads are weak, man. 
you're giving them this lousy picture and going, oh, yeah, well, why don't you ever find the thing? Because you fucking send us out to find this person and we find that person and you're wrong. That's why every time we're going to be wrong because you're wrong. I mean, yes. Also, they could blow through this in like 10 minutes. <laughs> That's <laughs> they, true. Sure. They got to go there, knock the mirror out of her, see if it's gold and then leave. <laughs> That's all they got to do. That's true. You're right. You're we right. don't have to be here all day. The, that that does not require disguises. What else do they have to do? They, they have nothing better to do with their time. They're, Jordan, do you think they get those trapeze skills by accident? They've got their it's muscle memory now. <laughs> got like, You got to use it to lose it. That's true. Well, thankfully, they do. They all tumble into the room to get their orders and they go, go, yeah. go find this thing. Okay, great. So... They go by. They they go to find Nanako. Nanako is now literally Mini Ray. She's wearing a a wig, a long dark wig, the wig. and a shrine maiden outfit. Like again, of course she's wearing a shrine maiden outfit. She's working at the shrine. Uh, what what is the conversation where she comes in and goes? So listen, Ray. Uh, I was thinking, what if I wore this fucking wig to look exactly like you, like a psycho? This is literally a single Ray female yes! episode. <laughs> That's that's what it is. Yeah. But except that Ray is just like, yeah, of course do that. Definitely do that. <laughs> I don't know enough about Shrine Maidens, Miko, and Shinto in general, to know if like that is the that's the look, right? Like the long hair is the look. Because Nanako doesn't have long hair in her sure. non-Ray form. Yeah, uh, but her so ha- I, like, but her hair is also not black i mean yes <laughs> like red yeah but yeah i like i don't know if like if you imagine if you imagine a miko you also imagine long black hair you know yeah i mean i would i, I have no idea yeah uh she's also doing ray's exact right. actions and right. facial expressions which is also kind of delightful and weird yeah and and people do think she's her sister or whatever and 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 neither of them does anything to dissuade people of that <laughs> i love that we see ray and ray is drawn like normal maybe a little like a little chibier like she doesn't have a nose and she's got like the kirby uh blush <laughs> like yeah, kirby yeah. the video game character yeah you know that Jack Kirby plush that he put all over the Avengers. If she had like Kirby crackle coming out of her face, a different episode, but great. Um, and then we get a POV shot from Nanako, and it's done in the like Naoka Takeuchi style, and she gets the like, which is really good. A lot of fun stuff in this episode. Honestly, I was a little negative at the start, and I feel bad now. This this, this place is hopping. Like, they are selling so many love charms that, like, honestly, like, if you saw a shot of the wide shot of this, you'd think it was meant to be, like, the the the, the courtyard of a college campus. There's that many, like, young, attractive people just idling about. Yeah, which which is weird because, like, this is where these five girls go because no one is there to talk about their secret superhero business. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else then shows up. Who's that? It's, I don't, I don't know, it's this other guy who, like, is this, it's this person who I thought was going to be a member of the Amazon trio until I remember they're all off in the far lands. <laughs> what? And it's it's a handsome boy. A handsome boy? A handsome boy. And immediately, everyone except Ami is like, we're going to go on a group date. <laughs> like, this is The Bachelor. 
<laughs> Which, by the way, I would absolutely watch a Sailor Moon version of Bachelor where all of them are trying to date the same man. I mean, that's season one of this show. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> it's, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it turns out he just wanted directions and Ami gave him directions and he left. <laughs> yeah, he was not even there. Okay, for, here's why I call bullshit on that. Because we've seen that in order to come up here and ask for directions, he had to walk up 500 stairs. He, I mean, he might have been there already to get his love charm and see uh. this this magazine cover 15-year-old girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're really selling this guy to us. Oh, no, like, we never see him again. Good so who thing. cares? So Nanako wants to be just like Rei because she doesn't have a dream of her own. <gasps> oh, that's so sad. Yeah, so her dream is to be Rei instead. You know what? She should talk to Yusagi. Yusagi has a lot of dreams. That's one of her main qualities. So many dreams. <laughs> uh, and so Rei's like, maybe I'll have a little sister now. <sighs> oh, this episode. Yeah, it's a weird one. Um, some talking cats show up. Wait, <laughs> like, Again, it's like 50-50 whether the show remembers there are three talking cats hanging around wait the question is is anybody who shouldn't hear them talking around at the time no because everybody's left i guess the shrine closes i guess it's like after closing time but it's still daytime so that's also a little weird like i guess whatever well it's only november 11th they don't have their christmas hours (laughs) what do you think black friday is like at the hakawa shrine that's actually but here's the thing you're right it's november 11th so in other words if the sun's still out we're talking about like 5 p.m yeah <laughs> jesus go on your lunch break <laughs> like ray's gotta go to school maybe it's something yeah so in other words it definitely isn't during school hours that this, this the other scene was so there's like three hours where you could come and get stuff anyway nanako doesn't have dreams of her own so she wants to help ray with her dream which she thinks is to become a shrine maybe? No. Which she already is? No, 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 no. I think I think you're I think you're mistaken. I don't think she's saying she wants to help her. I think she's saying I want to steal her dreams and eat them. No. Um I think she's saying <laughs> I I'm just gonna do her dream because it sounds good. I, like I don't know if I'm misremembering, but wasn't she like apprehensive of dreaming too big and yes. not like achieving Spoiler. that? And that's why she, oh. That's the reveal that we're going to get to. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> she wants to not chase after dreams that will never come true and remain single all her life. <laughs> and the Asagis are like, that's not what Ray wants. <laughs> that, yeah. sound, that sounds fake. Yeah. So then uh, we get Palapala hanging, just hanging out on the roof, just sitting there in full view in her circus costume. I mean, I don't think she's the first bad guy to sit on that roof no she's not she's absolutely like i think not. didn't katsy used to stand up there Every, i feel like everybody's been up on that roof at some point they got they got to put some like like electric fencing on that roof or something you know or like just you know those spikes that you get to keep birds off of things or, or scarecrows <laughs> there you go yeah get a get a stuffed uichiro up there <laughs> a stuffed, stuffed tuxedo mask put a tuxedo in a hat on top of your couch like every time you leave the house chuck a rose up there and see if they run <laughs> anyway that's our act oh break. good times hey jordan that's me that is you 
if people want to support this show that we do each and every week with our friends where we talk about Sailor Moon and why it is that we love it so much. Oh, that one. Yeah, the one we're currently doing. Right. The one where we talk about Sailor Moon and mm-hmm. only talk about Sailor Moon and never just drift. Nope, nope. Like, nope. like unmoored boats <laughs> out to sea. Uh, how can they go about that? All they have to do is go to the website patreon.com slash sailor business and they can pledge their own hard-earned money to go to us to keep making this show and making, really it making it sound appealing yeah 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 yeah. it's super fun you know that feeling you have when money's in your pocket and you're like i gotta get rid of this uh-huh. that's that will help <laughs> you can give it to us <laughs> A dollar a wow. month is... This is, is the least appealing way you have ever described this. <laughs> Folks, it really helps us out. If you of course make a small pledge every month, we do appreciate it. Uh, at $5, you get access to some bonus audio uh, that we have, like stuff like outtakes, uh, stuff like the uh, Dan Scrolls PDF that uh, Dan Casino put together for Xena Warrior Business listeners. All kinds of fun stuff, and you help us head towards our goal of doing more content for the show. Uh, You can at $15 get those pins that we talked about Uh, right now. It's just tennis ball, Sailor Moon, but we're going to have two new designs, one for Sailor Moon, one for Xena coming up pretty soon. Not yet though. Not yet soon, but yeah, we don't have anybody to thank this week, but thank you to all of our existing patrons. We love you. Yeah. You guys are awesome. You guys are great. Uh, Do you want to do a Twitter question? Of course I do. What's the cooler way to knock weird objects out of people's chests? Udeal's Heart Crystal Bazooka or the Amazon Amazon S Quartet's Billiard Balls? Heart Crystal Bazooka. I mean, yeah, right? Yeah, that thing was, that thing ruled. <laughs> like, when she, when she was rolling around in her, in her Corolla. Yeah. And just shooting people in the chest with a giant gun. That shit ruled. Honestly, like that, we said it back then, but like, that's the weapon that needs a prop replica from this show. Yeah. Can we do like a quick standard villain attack ranking? Oh, goodness. Right. Because I feel like it's, it's usual at the top, number one. And then at the bottom is one, two, three from the Amazon trio. Oh, no. No, it's bad, dude. It's very bad. Some of the other ones don't even have an attack. Yeah. Okay. So we got like what? Peak energy, right? It's not an attack. No, like, it's basically the same thing. It's what the villain does to the victim of the week before the monster shows up. Say that they've reached peak energy? Yeah, do you know, like, oh, you're peak energy, and then their eyes get glassy, and then they fall over. Oh, I, no. Weak. That's way weaker than one, two, three. One, two, three is, again, mm-hmm. no. Yeah, good. I'm saying it's awesome, and I support everything three. about it. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's neat. It's, it, it, it was used to gross effect, and we got, it got grosser the longer we watched it. But it was still a neat a thing. It's, like one, two, it's super powerful. It's like totally takes people out immediately. It's very effective. Okay. You're saying if somebody offered you one, two, three, you'd be like, no, I just want to know peak energy. I would rather be able to sense when people are, were at peak energy. <laughs> Because, like, I go up into Chipotle, and I'm like, this person putting together this burrito is about to hit peak energy. Yo, let me get a burrito real quick. (laughs) I love it. Peak energy. I love it. You're right. You you nailed it. I'm wrong. Next question. Next question is from Eric. What? what, Wait, where did it go? 
Uh, nope, Eric asked the previous question. Next question is from Stephen Bush. Uh, in a big MCU-style movie series, what is each Senshi's solo movie like, and what big bad unites them all? I mean, it would like it would be Queen Barrel, like obviously. <laughs> sure. sure. Okay. Fine. Fair enough. But what are each of their solo movies like? So Sailor V is the easy one. We know exactly what it would be like. It'd be like Sailor V. Yeah, it would be like it would be like Captain America: The Winter Soldier. I'm sorry. What? Captain America, the Winter Soldier? No, I've heard of it. Explain to me how the Sailor V movie would be like that. Um, Because it's like a superhero story. <laughs> like Winter Soldier fucking rules, dude. No, no. Yeah. I'm not arguing whether Winter Soldier is good. It's a terrific movie. But what does it have to do with Sailor V? Connection. I, what in, in what in what so so all of a sudden people are trying to murder the 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 chief of police who is in love with her and she's shooting out on on the on the streets and yeah it's, okay it's Minako <laughs> it's Minako who has blonde hair wearing a red white and blue outfit kicking a bunch of ass okay you're right it's exactly the same movie you're right yeah. can you imagine like Minako getting in the elevator with fucking crossbones well, no crossbones is not going to be in it crossbones is going to be in it we could work it out. Well, the the question is I, the problem is I don't know what she's thinking to sign up for the dark agency. <laughs> dark agency is it's just like Captain America. <laughs> Benny, do you have a thought on this one? Um, yeah, it would absolutely be. I, I think you're on par with uh, making it like Winter. Uh, sorry, not Winter Soldier. Uh, Captain America one. Oh, especially the fact that she that red and white striping. It's like his costume in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there yeah. You go. I, I mean, I would also throw in like a pop star aspect to it too. You know, like in the first Captain America movie. Is he not a pop star? In <laughs> no, he's, he sings a song. Yeah. Oh yeah. He sings that Star Spangled Banner with a plan song. You know what? I, I think it'd be a one to one then. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. Now here's my question though. What is how do you like because again sailor moon we know that too we've seen the first few episodes of sailor moon where she's on solo it's great what's the sailor mercury movie oh boring it'd just be books <laughs> it'd just be books is it just it's just like pie it's the movie pie it's Ugh. not the movie pie <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> like i like if if only Naoko takeuchi's original idea of making ami a cyborg had been oh had, i would love that that th- in that case it would be robocop <laughs> but like but like at a school <laughs> yeah but but she'd be going to cram school yeah robo cram <laughs> robo student terrible yeah that's not a movie i really want to watch uh what about mars <sighs> i mean it's gonna be about her doing like mystic fortune telling yeah, stuff yeah but i think could be kind of cool like a like a little supernatural adventure movie i could i could see her doing like um like doing a thing where she has to juggle magic and then also being like all her weird like celebrity dreams that she wants to do and like that she wants to follow and therefore i think it'd be like teen witch yeah i can see that yeah yeah like it'd be a fun uh like a fun weird like uh mad like she has to be i guess it'd be kind of like teen witch or sabrina where she has to like you know, she's kind of the the shrine maiden witch thing, and then also she has to juggle being a teen. Uh, and I think like Jupiter's is the easiest one. Like that would literally just be the movie Sukabandeka, uh, aka Yo Yo Girl Cop. Yes. Where a uh, 
where a girl has to go undercover uh, to infiltrate a girl gang at school and she has a bladed yo-yo as her signature weapon if you have not seen uh yo-yo girl cop it fucking rules and i've never even heard of it that's crazy well clearly you were not reading my blog in 2006 (laughs) (laughs) what's uh what's the uh what's the memo movie (laughs) Who cares? Oh, it, Batman Begins. <laughs> How? D- mm. <laughs> One more question, then let's go back to the episode. One more question. All right. Question from from Wicked Lady. Um, if the Sailor Scouts were part of a circus carnival act, what would they be performing? Uh, and then she suggests Mars would probably be the psychic or the fire dancer. Uh, I think both at the same time. Makoto's the, the, the strong woman, right? Sure, sure. Like she's yeah. lifting cars. Can she lift a car? Yeah, why not? It's fake. Because it's oh, okay. So <laughs> it's a scam. Game. Oh no, I thought you meant the circus was a scam. <laughs> oh no, circuses are great. Um, I think Ami would be doing like the like mentalist stuff. I think that would be really really fun. Like she actually think. has the math book memorized, and she's like open it to any page, and you can yeah, she'll recite it. I mean, um, she or she could just do math. <laughs> like that's <laughs> You don't have to memorize the math book if you, if you know all the numbers. No, no, oh, no. Oh, man, I could have what... joined the circus. <laughs> no, I, I no. totally could have done it. Mentalists memorize what it says on a, a page of a book. They don't memorize the the concept of the book. Uh, what does Us- Usagi do in a circus? Um, Clown. Oh, yeah. Oh, she wouldn't even be that good at it, though. No, she's very funny. She would be like, she would like, she would mess up her planned act. But it would be very funny. Okay, okay. So like, so like, so we're just gonna do an elaborate thing where Yusagi tries to be a clown, fails, but everybody still laughs at her, and she's like, "Eh, I guess that's close enough." Yeah, that's a win. <laughs> Jesus, that's like she so can't, sad. like she gets stuck trying to get out of the little car. Oh man, like, uh, Poor like, Yusagi. Uh-huh. That's so cute. <laughs> yeah, Minako. What is Minako? I mean, like they don't usually have like singers no she would be like the the lady in the fancy outfit who stands on top of an elephant and it, she's a tumbler also by the way oh d- yeah that's right i forgot she has like super uh good gymnastic and volleyball abilities <laughs> she could be an uh an acrobat yeah 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 there you go all right so put up that giant eight block circus tent and let's get this show on the road uh-huh 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 I love incidental music. Cool. <laughs> There's no joke about that. I just love incidental music. It's very good. So we come back to find out that like Nanako is a hundred billion percent wrong about Ray. Like you remember when Ray was like, yeah, man. Cause like that way we make that money. Um, she was, that's all she cares about, about this. They're like, yeah, she wants to be a shrine maiden. Cause you want to be a shrine maiden. And she's like, I don't even want to be a shrine maiden. What are you talking about? Yeah, they go, they go, um, she thinks you're going to remain single all your life. And Ray goes, why would I? <laughs> Very good. Uh, uh, and, and Ami's like, I don't know, because some people devote their lives to God. <laughs> but she wants to fall in love many times and then get married. Yes. And, uh, and have a job worth doing. So apparently this is a real harsh episode on the concept of being a shrine maiden. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy because it's a, like a religious thing. Right. So like on some level, she's just going, yeah, this is a bunch of 
bullshit. I have to do this for now, but like fucking hell, I can't wait to get out of here. Yeah, and and Naoko Takeuchi was a Miko. <laughs> like that's like the like Ray at the Kawa Shrine is based on the creator of the show. <laughs> it's very weird crazy. for her to be like, yeah, fuck this bullshit. So it's pretty intense. Uh, and they're like, yeah, but I thought you liked being the mystic shrine maiden. And she's like, yeah, because people were coming to like fucking meet me. Like, that's all. Uh, I was hoping that talent scouts. talent scouts would come to see me. Exactly. Uh, then we get a, a little bit of Minako and Makoto doing impressions of Nanako and getting big stars in their eyes, which is also very, very good. Right. Uh, and uh, and there and she's like, I just wanted to support her dream. And they're like, No, that's not her fucking dream. She says she doesn't have it. Yeah, she has no dreams. You know how some people have a lot of dreams, and some people have beautiful dreams, and then some people have no dreams. <sighs> what is happening on this television show? Ray learning that Nanako has no dream that she just wants to uh, live quietly and not chase after dreams that won't come true. Flips her shit she's basically starts like ranting like anybody who doesn't like try for their dreams is like a fucking piece of shit and not worthy to be in my fucking presence (laughs) well no what makes her mad is that she thought nanako looked up to her yeah but what she really looked up to was the mental image she had of being a miko that it that you it was an escape from pursuing your dreams. So Ray's kind of realizing, oh, she didn't care about me. Like Ray, he know the person and like my goals and, and the way that I pursue my dreams. She just wants to get away from hers. I kind of get Ray being a little like uh, hurt by this. Like obviously Ray is mad yeah. because she's yes. Ray, but like I get her being kind <laughs> of hurt by it, you know, thinking that this kid looks up to her when really the kid just, you know, looks up to her job. Well, first of all, but again, that's literally all she's been doing is pretending a job right for this whole episode so of course the kid's gonna think that second of all the fact that she then tries to turn it around after all that stuff about yeah i'm not gonna keep doing this nonsense she turns it around to do this oh shrine maiden's jobs are to give people dreams and if she doesn't have dreams she's not she's no shrine maiden and it's like get out of here get out of here with your your high flute and talk about what what it is to be a shrine maiden when you were just talking about like not caring about it yeah anyway nanako hears all this (laughs) And drops a bowl of candy. Yeah, I don't know why she was walking in with a bowl of candy, but that's nice of her. Well, she was bringing candy to people. It's a nice thing to do. You never bring me candy. You don't live in my state. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Yeah, you got my address. There's some candy on Amazon. Prime now that shit to me, bro. Amazon Fresh. Let's do it. I like uh, Reese's Pieces. Yeah, who doesn't? I'm just telling you. So uh, uh, what happens next? So, so she pulls Nanako off her pulls wig. Off her yep. wig, and she has her like, she has her full head of anime hair, complete with bows on underneath the wig, which is as good as like that episode of Brave and the Bold where uh, Batman is dressed as Superman and he pulls off his Superman mask and he's got his Batman mask with the ears on underneath. That's insane. <laughs> Love it. Love it. So Ray feels guilty, but she doesn't run after Nanako because. She doesn't. Yeah, because it's too late for that, according to uh, according to Makoto, because Ray did just shout, "I don't want her around." Yeah. So meanwhile, uh, we're at, uh, this is Vezvez again, right? Palapala? No, this is Vezvez. I think I called her Palapala earlier. Yeah, for some reason, we're we're getting the same 
Amazon S every episode, which I'm like, well, we got, you know, we you like, that's the thing I was kind of expecting. We would. Yeah, this is best fast. Uh, I was kind of expecting we would get them all alternating yeah. too, because that's kind of what happened with the Amazon trio. Except that most of the time with the Amazon trio, we got Tiger's Eye. Yeah. But also it's it's never what happens with any of the other generals that we get. Like we only like it, we only got Jedi until we it got happened with the sisters. We only uh, did yeah. it or was it? Uh, I guess it did happen with the sisters. But, you know, we only got you deal until we got the other, which is five in order. So I guess it has only really happened with the sisters. Alan and Anne took turns. Yeah, but they don't count. <laughs> 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 they're um, they're a weird filler villain. Yeah, I know. I was only kidding. Man, I cannot get a picture of Best Vest to show up on Google. I'm getting like local businesses. When you search for Best <laughs> Yeah, I search for Best Vest. That's that's who. The, okay, it's I apparently spelled it wrong. It's V E S V E S, no spaces. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this is Best Yes, yes, for sure. With her barely covering her shirt, it's not a shirt. Uh, I like that Nanako goes and leans against a tree to cry, and Vesves pops out of the leaves upside down to look at her. Very fun. Wait a second. Hold on a second. Okay, hold on. I just got, because I googled her like you did, I got a better look at her top. Uh, It's even crazier than I thought it was, because the cups don't connect to anything except to her collar. Yeah, they're, yeah. But I mean, there's no connection around the back. Yeah, I know. That's insane <laughs> how do they stay it's a on weird design i mean it's i mean jordan it's best not to think about it it's glued on obviously i get i best not to think about it i think is my ruling here okay. all right well i was just thinking about the fact so so there are bras that are self-adhesive like so you can wear a backless dress and i'm sure they didn't have these back when sailor moon was made but i like to think that if like you have a I'm sure, like, in the Negaverse or wherever everyone is from, <laughs> they might have the technology, the advanced technology to do that, like, make self-adhesive clothing. And, and, then, and then that'll be it. That's all you need for your, for your whole yeah, top. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, Monica's <laughs> crying because she doesn't have any dreams. And Vespa pops out and she's like, hold the fucking phone. You have no dreams? <laughs> <laughs> And Nanako's like, yeah, I don't have any dreams of my own. And we get some amazing animation of Vespas being like, I can't believe I came all this way and you don't have any dreams. <laughs> uh, she literally says, according to the translation, a girl with no dreams. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so she flips out. She shakes her by the neck. And then eventually Nanako confesses that, okay, she actually does have a dream. She just says she doesn't have a dream because her dream is so unrealistic well, and also also before that happens best best is like man madame deconia sucks oh yeah <laughs> very funny wait okay sorry she just did a twirl and sometimes it has a back connection to the top and sometimes it doesn't <laughs> okay it comes and goes sorry <laughs> anyway uh, so yeah finally nanako says that she has a uh a, an impossible dream and so best is like good enough and pops out her cue stick and rams that mirror right out of her. That's a good sound effect. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's a regular old shitty pink mirror. So what happened? 
so to, so the the scouts went out to follow her and saw the creepy girl jumping around strangling her yeah. <laughs> like having a long conversation yeah and then went well let's transform and then i guess benefit of the doubt we could say coincidentally their transformation just didn't just sorry couldn't get done before they popped the mirror out of her i mean we could go back to when Vest Vest pops out of the tree and I'll hum the transformation song. <laughs> it's not the song anymore, is it? Oh, no, that is. Is it? No, wait, which one is it? They also all hide behind a pillar. Yeah. Like one, like, like, like a little narrow pillar that they like pop out of. Like they're, again, cartoons. <laughs> and the, except for Chibi is ringing the bell at the shrine, which is very cute actually okay now we have to talk about this monster that comes out yeah this is main main girl the hair monster she's weird apparently uh, like uh a lot of this fight was cut out of the tsunami version of the show is it because she totally is wearing a like blue nipple shirt i mean maybe (laughs) i if i had to guess the monster is wearing a shirt that is 100 percent a shirt except that there are just like circles exactly where her nipples would be but their eyes because yeah, of course like they are last week's monster they have like they okay they're humanoid right but they their torsos are also faces right because it has a face is, is, they, that, is that the thing with all these monsters they all have shirts that are faces we've we've gotten two in a row yeah but that's what i was wondering what was the monster from three ago or from two ago i, don't I mean remember their first uh their first I time i not remember because it feels like they're kind of like fashion monsters in that like their shirt ha- or at least with the, the two that i did like the the shirts are where the powers are you know this is where the power lies <laughs> so yeah uh the like the sh- like it's it's eyes but the eyes are i mean right at the nipples oh hang on chris the first monster of the amazonas quartet was the snake monster so it had the puppet oh, right. thing it had the on puppet top, thing on the top and then it had the face lower down like the snake face that would come out yeah so yeah. All, that is a so pattern. the monsters are all two-faced monsters yeah, that yeah. monster was fucking great also this monster inexplicably has the power to steal faces it's a skinwalker it's yeah it's because it's a imitator it is a monkey see monkey do monster oh i get it yeah yeah, because it's got like a monkey tail. Yeah. Uh, so it steals Minako's face, and that gives the ability to do Venus Love Me Chain because we're operating on full on video game rules. Yeah, yeah. And then it steals Jupiter's exact uh, and shoots lightning at everybody. And then Ami is like, all right, I'm going to do my attack. And everybody's like, Ami! <laughs> <laughs> you just learned a new one and it could kill us. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Vespa says to eat the soul mirror, which she does, which is mad creepy. And then- oh, also, I'm just sorry. I just got to the shot where the monster wags its butt at everyone. And that was really creepy and weird, too. Yeah, it's there's a lot of weird stuff in this monster fight. Ray finally decides to show up. And then as the monster eats Nanako's soul mirror, then steals Nanako's face and says that her dream is to find a wonderful boyfriend to work hard to get out in the world and become an international success yeah which are ray's dreams yeah she is little ray it turns out yeah but she doesn't have the courage because she's afraid and literally says i hate the way i am 
which is, oh, oh, I guess Sailor Moon decided to get really real. <laughs> yeah, it's sad. So anyway, then Mars transforms. Mars transforms. Um, uh, we have a, uh, a, a a famous last in this one. We have a first and a last. What is it? Uh, last Burning Mandala. Yeah, all right. Oh. So say goodbye to Burning Mandala. It's been with us for like two years. See you at the crossroads, Burning Mandala. Uh, but we get the new attack, which is Flame Sniper. I love this attack. Let me tell you about why I don't like this, uh, the ending of this episode. Because, and maybe you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe there's a thing that happens that I can understand. No, that's fine. Because um, ha- it's, it's one of these things that is a pet peeve of mine, which is the good guys lose until they win. And that's it. Like, they literally all set up this pattern of we attack, and then it fucks with us, and then so our attacks don't affect it, and then it shoots it back at us. And then Mars is like, does it? It happens. And then she goes, all right, I'm going to go again. And this time, it doesn't do it. I mean, yeah, that is what happens. Like, she just does Flame Sniper, and for some reason that I cannot tell why, the monster does not slash cannot imitate that, even though it imitated everything else. Well, here's the thing. I think it's because the new attacks are too powerful. Like, because we don't see Mercury do Aqua Rhapsody. But she didn't even upgrade, like, Pegasus did not upgrade her. Like, why is her attack more powerful all of a sudden? No, because Pegasus didn't upgrade Mercury either. That's true. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. They just, like, limit break on their own. I, yeah, I, I didn't care for that. I, I prefer, I would prefer that there's a reason that the, the second one works when the first one doesn't would you have preferred it if they did the like the old cliche like now sailor mars then i'll just give you more power (laughs) no no i i think there should come up with something clever like some reason or some way that she uses her mimicry against her or something like that you know they it would have been a good instance to show it a mirror or something you know like that type of like that's what i was waiting for and then i was like oh they're just gonna use a very strong attack on on this monkey that's gonna copy (laughs) but but then she didn't you know yeah 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 it's it's weird i do like mars flame sniper though like the animation for it is like it it reminds me a lot of world shaking and dead scream uh the the best attacks dead scream still like number one of all time but uh flame sniper is pretty cool so then uh now sailor moon pegasus protect everybody's beautiful dreams moon gorgeous meditation uh have you noticed that like the stage outs are really cool for the new monsters um no like instead of just like like the the old stage out that we got they kind of just you know shattered like in this one they break down the middle and then shatter which is actually really cool huh. i think mean, it looks awesome oh i see what you mean yeah yeah and because they explode <laughs> and that's always a plus so nanako gets her mirror back she's got a beautiful dream and now all the girls are working at the shrine and now we got a new issue of boys oh, press jesus christ <laughs> uh new Pretty girl at the street corner, Nanako Baba, 13, Nanako is the hamburger shop's star attraction. So, uh, I I wish the expression on my face was carrying through the recording, because I got my head tilted at like a 45 degree angle. It's ridiculous. She, like everything about this is ridiculous. The fact that she got into a magazine just because she wants to. I mean, you know what? She's better at being Ray than Ray is, obviously. 
Like she just goes, hey, you know what? I'm going to try. And all of a sudden she's achieved just as much as Ray had and has moved on past this place that has Ray stuck in it and gone, you know what? The real key to fame is working at a fucking hamburger shop. Got yourself a real job. It's ridiculous. <laughs> has she really moved no, past I'm, Ray? We have never, like, we haven't seen Nanako put together a school festival. That's true. You know what? You're right. You're right. We haven't seen, I'm trying to remember any other Mars spotlight and buddy i am drawing a blank <laughs> uh i was gonna say we saw her draw a manga but that was a uh that was a fan comic yeah that was goes in was fan comic <laughs> but we didn't see nanako do it <sighs> what was what was that thing you guys said earlier jughead thoughts <laughs> like the, she, she is she is living that jughead thought life yeah you're right <laughs> she is <laughs> She's like, uh, she's she's down at the uh, the hamburger shop. She's done at Pop Tate. Yeah. Oh man, I'm looking at my notes, and there's a part I missed. I missed the part where the scouts were looking at all the attractive people in the in the place when it was full of uh, attractive people, and they were saying to each other, "We're still minors. We have to date prudently." <laughs> so yeah, that's the episode, everybody. It's time for us to talk about what we've learned. Betty, we'll start with you. What did you learn from this episode? I learned that you shouldn't ape other people's stuff and just follow your own dreams. But even if your dream is still kind of exactly that person's dreams, <laughs> because that's kind of what happened. She was just kind of like, "Oh, we have the same." Like Mars was like, "Oh, she has the same dream that I have," and then she went ahead and got on the magazine don't ape <laughs> jordan i learned that it's not that hard to get on a magazine cover like if you put your mind to it you're there yeah man wizard here i come <laughs> <laughs> don't 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 it might come back <laughs> they've, they've threatened before to rise from the dead how about you chris i learned that magazines in the 90s were weird and it's probably a good thing that print is dead. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so that's a, a freelancer at a comic book company. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, I got my start in digital media. Okay. Um, I gotta say, watching this episode through again, I know I was I was really, really down on it when we started. And I like I maybe I was just in a bad mood when I watched it a couple days ago. But like, it is the definition of filler. None of this will matter. But I actually really liked it going through again. Like, especially we got one of my favorite things, which is villains who just have jobs. Being a villain is their job. I loved Best Best just being like, oh man, I came all the way out here. You didn't have dreams. Fuck this. Fuck Madame Zaconia. Yeah, yeah. Like, Madame Zaconia is literally their supervisor. Like, that's that's how they all operate. <laughs> We got some really good animation in this episode, too. Uh, Ikuku Ito was also the animation director for the Chanelas episode. Uh, Nephrite Dies for Love was one of hers. Oh. Uh, Ikuku Ito was the animation director on Loved and Chased, Luna's Worst Day Ever. All right. Well, Aww. there we go. All is forgiven. Yeah. So uh, that makes perfect sense. Looking at Oh, Clash of the Ten Warriors was one of hers. Jeez Louise. Okay. Yeah, um, she's she's done some really good stuff. Uh, the Worries of a Beautiful Girl Swordsman was hers. Yeah. Yeah. That was not that good. It, I mean, it's, it's all right. It's got some good stuff. Uh, but yeah, 
So lots of really good like facial expressions, lots of really good bits and physical comedy, lots of varied animation in this one. I mean, I like as down as I was, I kind of got to recommend this one. I think it's really fun. You know what? I will say like sometimes filler can just be fun and like, like, you know, it, it can be inconsequential, but that's why it's like, it's nice. You know, it's fluffy and fun. And it's not weird like the Sailor Mercury episode we we watched last week. <laughs> yeah, that one was not great. I, I don't know. Because <laughs> everybody acted like they should act in this episode. Yeah, I think that's sure. what it was. It was, it was kind of like seeing them kind of like deal with like, oh, there's a little girl who wants to be like Ray. Okay, let's see how this goes. I don't know. It, fe- it felt like very tropey in that way, which I liked how they did it in a... They address it in a very weird way where the person gets mad and yells at the child. (laughs) It's it's I mean, listen, it's a dopey episode. There's some fun to be had in it. And I think, again, I think we had fun laughing about and at it as well. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, But I don't think it's a very good episode. No, I think it's fun. So you're outvoted. It's fun. All right. Come on, Jordan. Have fun. I had fun laughing at it. Have fun, Jordan. I had fun because I made fun of it. Yeah, okay. I guess. Okay. It sounds like you're having a lot yeah. of fun. <laughs> all right. Well, Betty, where can everybody find you before we get out of here? You can find me on all social media at Betty Felon. And um, you know what? You could totally find, I'll probably post my Sailor Drops friend code. Oh. <laughs> And the Sailor Business Twitter account will retweet it so that you guys can uh, be friends with me there, too. Absolutely. Didn't, Chris, didn't you learn that there's like a limit? There is a limit, but you just delete the friends that haven't played for 30 days. There you go. Yeah, Perfect. like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter at Crackshot with a zero instead of an O. You can find our producer, Jake Mason, on Twitter at JJ underscore Mason. He does a great job on our podcast, and he has a bunch of other podcasts. And as a result of last episode of this podcast, he downloaded Sailor Moon Drops. So I expect most of his podcasts won't be happening from now on because he'll. It's a great game. It's a great game. It's so fun. Um, Chris, how about you? It is fun, but again, can't do it. Uh, People can find all my stuff by going to the-isb.com. You can you can go look at my wish list full of notebook paper. There, there's a link there somewhere. Uh, but it also has links to all the podcasts that I do, including stuff like War Rocket Ajax, the weekly comic book podcast that I've been doing for nine years. Wow. Uh, as well as the relatively new Apocrypals, where me and Benito Serino read the Bible. That's fun. We're doing Genesis right now. And we did a two-hour episode just on the first 11 chapters. <laughs> Guess what? A lot to talk about with Genesis, everybody. Uh, there's also links to all the comic books that I write. And hey, you can uh, pre-order a couple of them at your local comic book store right now that I have co-written with my writing partner, Chad Bowers. Uh, Infinity Wars Sleepwalker is coming out. It's going to be really weird, really fun. Jordan, am I right? Really weird, really fun? Oh, yeah. Very trippy and weird, but way cool. Probably the probably the weirdest and best thing about Infinity Wars. Hmm. Can I get you on record saying that? You cannot. Wow, that's really hurtful. Uh, and also, the <laughs> I didn't Army say it was the worst special. thing. Uh, the Army of Darkness Halloween special also is in previews right now. So tell your local comic book store you want them. Uh, that's it, everybody. Uh, hey, I hope you like body horror. Uh oh.
Yeah, we're going to be back next time on Sailor Moon Supers. Dentist of Horrors, Pella Pella's house. Uh, it's going to have a lot of tooth stuff, so I'm not looking forward to this uh, one. Well, Chris, <laughs> I, I have a solution for you. Yeah? Until then, keep your mind on Sailor Business. Sailor.